that your young daughter is a mother. So today, we want to celebrate all the girls, all the ladies, all the women wishing you all happy Mother's Day. Wow. Oh, oh, see, when they are clapping for you women, oh, men, can you just make that so you just, yeah, thank you.
a, a learning figure that directs uh, the the man who makes or the company who manufactures condom. Even though they 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 took statistics of their customer and they realized that even Nigerian women are now the number one unfaithful women in the world. So shocking, because the question is, how did we get to that point? Because right now we do not know that the most important thing when it comes to the obligation of relationship is that never enter into any relationship you cannot be paid the price of faithfulness. Any relationship that you are not ready to pay the price of faithfulness never enter into one. Because people are downplaying the importance of being faithful to one another in relationship. But that's the hallmark. Psalm 100 makes us to understand that faithfulness is the nature of God. And the opposite, which is unfaithfulness, is the nature of the devil. So whenever you see unfaithfulness, you have seen the true nature of Lucifer. An unfaithful man is a friend of the devil. Is somebody with me this morning? But you know something? Recently, I began to see that my friend on my Facebook wall. So I told my wife. I said, imagine if I'd done this thing that time. Each time I see this man right now on my Facebook wall commenting and saying something. You know, he can even tell somebody who will tell somebody and before that they can even begin to blackmail me. Who says they don't even have my picture there? Who, you know, so many people think that because it's just a one-off thing. One-off thing have destroyed so many people's lives today. Are you with me? When I see him commenting on my wall today, I thank God that I passed that test. Because as at that time, we were never on Facebook. Facebook was not that popular. We were not active on Facebook. Today we are active on Facebook and most of the social media, uh, Instagram. He could have made some sarcastic comments. He could have said something. But I thank God I understood the power of faithfulness. This is why we are teaching you today on building relationships that last. The foundation for any relationship that will last is faithfulness. What does faithfulness mean? Faithfulness means affectionate allegiance. Affectionate commitments. In other words, you are not just committed, you are committed affectionately. What does that mean? Because it is that affection, when the man begins to misbehave, when the woman begins to misbehave, the affectionate allegiance is what will keep you going on. There are seasons, you see, the, the young girl you married today will not remain young for life. If I showed you the picture of my wife when I married her, she was Actually thinner than thinner itself. But today she's not as thin as she was because, you know, I spent my money on her. She chopped my money. She really chopped my money. She really chopped my money. All right. My in-law praises me very well when I see her. That they never knew she can add an iota of flesh. But you see, you cannot come into my house and remain the same for life. Not my house. Oh, thank God for that anointing. Wow. Thank God she's not here anyway. <laughs> you know, when your wife is not around, you can speak boldly. When she's around, you are gentle. Amen. But you know something? If what I married her for was because of her slimego or her size, she's given me to four children. I will have been in crisis. Even at the point in time in your life, even see those of you who marry for sex, you see, as, age, as you keep aging, your sexual life cannot be like that of yesterday. You must understand. If I, for some men, their time in, on bed can reduce to as low as 30 seconds. Where you have to suffer the memory of when he was wild like a lion. When he was having the strength of a jaguar. When he can climb the mountain like a mountain goat. But now he's moving like a snail. He just is for better for worse. He's for better for, he's for fast for slower. 
But that, you see, that is the reason why some of you begin to look for somebody else. Listen to me. And I have a word for the women. You see, your husband is the son of another woman. Unless you don't pray to have a child. You see, as you treat your somebody else's son is the way someone will treat your own son too. And I also have a word for the men too. Your wife is the daughter of another man. As you treat her is the way somebody else will treat your own daughter. You see, most of what we do when we are young, you cannot escape but repeat when you are old. Somehow, I have seen people, look at Bill Cosby in his eight days when he was, you know, most of us enjoyed Bill Cosby's show when he was making all of us laugh. But you see, he, the, 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 he enjoyed long life to a larger extent so that he can reap the reward of his act when he was young. Some people cannot die until they reap every evil they have done. You can't escape it. That's why you must learn to live well when you are young. Instability is a curse. Genesis chapter 49, verse 3. Reuben slept with his father's wife. And the only curse Jacob gave Reuben was not that it would not be well with him. He only said to him, you will not be stable in life. Genesis 49, verse 3 to 4. Say, you will not be stable in life. In other words, Jacob's, uh, Reuben's life, if he picks one job today, he drops the job and gets another job. You see, it is not normal for you to keep changing relationship like clothes or keep changing job like clothes or keep moving from one relationship to the other. Once you see that you are not stable, you move from one church to the other, from one church to the other. You see, for the first seven years of my life as a Christian, I went to over 14 churches, all right? I, but at the point in my life, I knew this was a problem because it is not normal for you to just be saying, moving from today, there's something happened, you move from tomorrow. You say, well, is it for the, by God's grace, in two years' time, I will celebrate 30 years of being a born-again Christian. I've been born again for some time. But you see, for those first seven years of my life, I said it was over for main major churches in Nigeria. I've been there, Catholic, Anglican, Foursquare, uh, uh, Assemblies of God, Baptist, uh, them, them, white garments, the two type of white garments, Celestial, Kerubu, and Seraphim. I've been there, you know. But at the point, I had to realize, what is the problem? But when I decided to be stable, I think that was when God began to promote me in his kingdom. Is somebody with me? Say with me, I will fight to be faithful. Why is faithfulness important? Number one, faithfulness is the basis of our, of our Christian faith, not our gifts. Faithfulness is the foundation of our Christian faith, not our gifts. Faithfulness. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Moral required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. What God is looking for is not how good you are or how gifted you are. What God is looking for is how faithful you are. Number two, divine provision answers to faithfulness. And those of us who like to pray and we pray, Lord, God provide for me. God provide for me. God does not provide for a man that is not faithful. Luke chapter 12 verse 42 says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? To give them their portion of meat in due season. When it comes to being faithful, financial breakthrough answers to faithfulness. Most Christians are not faithful in their finances. Recently, um, there was someone we, we, we've done a lot for in church. Not the person is in our branch. And after about two years, I, I could not figure a turnaround in the life of this person. So I called the pastor of our branch. And one thing led to the other. I said, help me check the giving record of this person. 
And to my amazement, this person was not a tither, does not really give. And I said, when you do charity program to less privilege, does this person give to the poor? He said, no. I said, that is why this person will remain poor. Because he said, nobody is too poor to be a giver. What you can do, what can happen is that maybe what you give may be very small, but there is nobody that is too poor to give. So I understood right there and there that the problem of this person is not money but unfaithfulness. Is somebody with me? See, if you want God to prosper you, 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 you do you know why tithe is important? Tithe is just a demonstrator of, of, of our faithfulness. Why most people don't like tithing is because tithing exposes faithfulness. Offering does not. Because you see, to carry 10% is a lot. That's why you say that people fight tithing, but they don't talk about fighting offering. But offering makes us, nothing is getting you. Whether you give, you can decide to give two naira, three naira, four naira, nothing. But tithing probes our conscience, probes our conscience. Tithing makes us responsible. Tithing is the demonstration of faithfulness. You see, so you see people fighting tithing in their life because oftentimes they say, why should we give 10%? Well, I said don't give 10%, give 20%, but they still have a problem with it. I said don't give them, I don't give 10% to God. 10% is primary. So if you ever think that tithing is wrong, you are actually right, it is wrong because you should be giving more than 10%, but not lower than 10%. But you see, people don't fight titan. People fight titan, but they don't fight offering. Because titan exposes those who are not faithful. Is somebody with me? Because you, we, you, there is something that is holding you account. And human beings, we don't like accountability. Number three, faithfulness is what qualifies a man for the promotion of God. Faithfulness is what qualifies a man for the promotion of God. Luke chapter 19 verse 17. And he said unto him, well... Done, thou good and faith, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, very little, have thou authority over ten cities. I, when we were at the site yesterday, uh, as we began to do our building project, I asked myself, Lord, thank you. How did we get here? Because you see, uh, the, where we are, you can't get a property less than twenty million naira there anymore. But it started, but I remember when we started from the classroom, all right, and our offering was 400 naira. Our offering was 500 naira every Sunday. Our offering was 800 naira every Sunday. You see, God was watching how we will undo that money. So even when the offering of the church was 800 naira, we will still go to the bank and save it. We will never say because 800 naira is so small. From the onset of this church, nobody has come to be withdrawing money from my house to pay the church. No, 800 naira will go to the bank and bank it. 1,000 naira will go to the bank and bank it. Do you know why so a lot of people are poor? A lot of people are poor because they look down on their little penny. You see them the way they are handling their 200 naira. Because to them, 200 naira is nothing. 100 naira is nothing to you. Some of us will have been richer if we take those small, small changes very seriously. You think that one day you will become a millionaire overnight. Millionaire comes from handling your little, little money. Let me tell you the companies that make more money in this country. Most of the companies that make huge billions of naira are companies that sell petty, petty things. Sweet, biscuit. Go and find out how much they make. And ironically, they are manned by foreigners. Because the foreigners don't target big things a lot of the time. They target the children's money. Five naira this, um, Mr. Sweet, Mr. This. But go and check those companies. Most of them are owned by Milo. foreigners. And it's coming for your 200 naira. My wife did something with the Lagos Chamber of Commerce recently. And they told them that, you see, the company that makes huge money actually comes because of the population of Nigeria. And they sell cheap, cheap things. They believe in what? Little things. Is somebody with me? 
Now, what are the things that produces unfaithfulness? Because you must know the signs of unfaithfulness, the thing that leads to unfaithfulness. Now that we know that unfaithfulness is very bad. Now, let me say this to you. It's not for you to feel bad about it. It's for you to actually know how unfaithfulness begins. There are things that gives birth to unfaithfulness in our lives. So now that you want to be a faithful husband, a faithful wife, a faithful employee or a faithful employer, a, a, a faithful brother in church, a faithful sister, that you must be able to know what are the things, what are the signs that you must watch out for. Things that gives birth to unfaithfulness. Number one is independent spirit. Independent spirit. You see, when people get married, they used to do a lot of things together. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, can two walk together except they agree? You know, the other day, a woman was complaining. So she went to go and buy a very tight jeans. Every night, she wears these tight jeans to sleep. So that when the husband wants to come, it will be very difficult for the husband to come and make that. Tight jeans. The only thing she did not put was padlock. And you know her excuse? The man is not nice enough for me. But you see, the truth of the matter is that you are now beginning to become independent of this man. And you are using your power as a woman against this son of God. But let me say this to you. The truth of the matter is this. Things don't get better in such a marriage. And let me say this. When you don't fight to make your marriage get better, you are already teaching, sowing the seed of your children's marriage. Because you are the first example of your children. Most, you see, when you are fighting to make your marriage well, it's not because you are, everything is okay. It's because you don't want your children to pack their load in their old age back to your house. When you should have been eating the fruit of your labor in the life of your children, now you are busy setting one quarrel from one house to the other. Why? Because when you should have shown them what it means to build a good marriage, you were being selfish, thinking that you are only fighting their father. That is not the case. So I told, no, it was not in our church. It, it was, I think I just remember the story now. It was a story that Bishop Dad told us. I said, no, it's not right. It's not right. Now, another thing is that, you see, independent spirit begins to show in your marriage. One of the ways you know that your independent spirit are setting into your relationship is that there is no more agreement between both of you. You no longer do things together. One of the signs of independent spirit is when most couples don't even know how the one another eats anymore. Do you realize, I see I know a marriage that will work by just checking their eating habits. The eating habits in a marriage helps you to know whether that marriage will last or not. The moment the man begins to eat outside a lot of time and you, the wife, care less, you are actually selling your marriage out. And the moment there is no, there is no fact that, okay, you don't even care as to when he eats out.
So your hand cannot do a lot of good things. Most men don't trace the frustration in their life to the... It's a sign of irresponsibility for you to, 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 to be tempted enough to lift up your hand, be slapping, be beating, be kicking your wife. See, that power that God gave to you, you are misusing it. And the Bible said the ultimate power belongs to God. One day it will take that power from you if you don't re repent. It will take the power from you if you don't repent. I've seen a man who recently, uh, um, about three, four years ago, he was a specialist in beating the wife. In, oh, when you talk, he, he, maybe in the before he came, his calling was actually Panevita, but he didn't succeed, so he went to go and do something else. So he, the wife and the wife, so you see, let me say this to you, women. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. There is what we call technical divorce, not official divorce. See, it is better to stay away, take it from me, than to remain there and your teeth is removing, because if your teeth removes, eh, the other one removes. Today your head is swollen. Hello, sir. I, say, ah, I know this voice. You tell your son, may check the character because your mother was like this. You become a better advisor, but not a panel builder. Put your hands together for Jesus. I believe that is for somebody. Three major factors that produces independent spirit. Three major things that produces independent spirit. Now, independent spirit is, listen, let me tell you what independent spirit is. Independent spirit simply means not following instructions. Now, you will never know that there is independent spirit in your marriage or in your home, in any relationship, or to you put orderliness in place. And if you want your own to last, let there be order. You see, marriage or, I'm not talking about a marriage, every relationship requires order. There must be orderliness. Anywhere people do whatever they want to do, the place appears peaceful for some time. But eventually that place will collapse. You come in at will, you go out at will, no budget for the month. Some of us now in the month of May, we don't have any budget. Then you are complaining that the man... It's not doing anything enough. If food, cooking of food is a problem in your home, sit down both of you and say, let us put orderliness in this house. Why don't we, why don't we set a food timetable? Where this, this is what we eat on Monday, this is what we eat on Tuesday, this is what we eat on Wednesday. You see why? Because every problem can be solved by putting orderliness in place. Human beings, by default, we don't like order. 
Human beings, we thrive in an atmosphere of disorder. Human beings, we know it's easier to spend money anyhow than to spend money by purpose or by design. And most people become poor because when they collect their salary, their salary tells them what to do. They don't tell their salary what to do. So you cannot be rich when there is no design for your finances. So anywhere you want to checkmate independent spirit, which can bring collapse, all you need to do is bring orderliness in place. Put orderliness in place. Put orderliness in your marriage. Say to yourself, every month is our budget. Can we calculate it? Let's make a full timetable. You will see that from that moment, there will be temporary problem. Anytime you are putting orderliness in place, be ready for the problem. Because by Monday, she may forget that it is Ogbono. And she will go and cook banga. But you see, but by, because all of you are committed to it, eventually you will, get, you will break even. You think your marriage is well now? Put orderliness in place. What are, the sexual, what are the boundaries you have for women? So your husband, do you have boundaries? You know, when, for instance, a man or a woman that is, that is so secretive with her phone, there's a problem. In marriage, there's not... In fact, be weary when you can... Somebody begins... I, I'm, So as a man, you say, what are you doing? I, I, I can't remember the last. My wife knows my password. I know the password of my wife. I, it's not a problem. So the order in our house is that there is nothing private between both of us. It's not even our fault. An independent chorister will decide, I think I will just attend the rehearsal, but the prayer meeting and the outreach, I don't think I will go. In other words, I don't follow rules. I don't follow rules. If they say we are wearing white, by all means, there will always be an excuse as to why I cannot follow rules. Independent spirit is not of God. Recently, one of the things we have to do in our church is to put order in place. And I told our leader two months ago, I said, watch, whenever we put order in place, there will be crisis, some crisis in the church. Because you see, they, those crises have been there, but you didn't know because there was no order. Orderliness re, re, always exposed independent spirit. Because it's human being by default, we don't like to follow instruction. By default, we want to do what we want feel like doing when we want to feel like doing it. But orderliness does not make this orderliness does not make things to last. Put order in your finances. You see why a lot of us are not rich? There's no order in our finances. We spend money as we as we will. By God's grace, you see, for so many years as a church, we, were, we, we approached about five banks to borrow money to build. About five banks. I remember the last bank we went to, Bagada. Uh, even, I, I think one of our pastors, Pastor Wesu, even gave us his landed property. Gave us his document for the house. I gave my own card document. We went to that bank for about five times, and the last day they made us sit down for about five hours. 
Because we brought all everything. Then the account officer said, let us lie to you. We cannot borrow you money. We don't see that this church can pay back. I know that that was the day after spending about five hours bringing all the money. You brought all the accounts, bought guarantor, bought everything, and they didn't borrow us money. What were we trying to borrow? We were trying to borrow money to buy a property for the church. I came back. I said, we're not going to borrow money to buy property. And do you know what we did? All we did in our church was to bring all that leanness to our finances. And we set the target about three years. And for those three years, what we did was that we, no matter what happened, we don't spend beyond this percentage in this church. And we began to save a certain percentage. We were saving that. Even if everyone comes down, we will not touch this money. And we had another account that we were putting that money little by little, little by little, little by little, little by little. And in about three years, we were able to buy a multi-millionaire property by the roadside without borrowing a dime from any bank. Not one cover from any bank. The money has been there all along. But because we did not put orderliness in place in our finances, so we thought we never had money. We had the money. What we lack is orderliness. We just spend on this, spend on that, anywhere beleface. Go and put orderliness. Even some of you don't know, even know how much you spent last month. You don't even know how much you spent last month. You don't even know the particular thing that is taking money from your marriage. And you are complaining that you are... See, your problem is not lack of money. Your problem is lack of organization. Put orderliness in place and you will see that you are a prosperous person already. There are those who don't earn as much as you are earning, but are far richer and more comfortable than you because they've learned to put orderliness in place. I'm juggling between a lot of points, but just follow me. Are you being blessed this morning? What are the three things that brings independent spirit? Remember, independent spirit is when you refuse to follow rules. There are rules governing finances. There are rules governing marriages. You see, for, uh, uh, if you want your marriage to be good, there is no marriage that cannot be good. All you need to do is that don't be independent of the rules. Find out the rules governing marriage. Find out the rules governing finances. Find out the rules governing a mega church. If a church wants to grow, wants to be big, wants to last, one of the things they must do is that put orderliness in place. Know that there are rules that makes a church to grow. Our church has not been growing at the pace we wanted. In fact, and we, we checked the statistics, we realized we are a blessed church. In, in, in about five months, we had about 130 converts. Hundred hardly can most churches boast of that. I'm saying it online. The statistics are there to check it. But we ask ourselves, despite 130 converts, what, 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 no, what, what is going on? And we realize that, no, you see, we had great team working, but our problem is disorderliness. Our problem is lack of independent spirit. Everybody does what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. We cannot call for a meeting at a certain time. So I said to myself, you know what? Now that I know the rule, one of the rules governing a church that must grow, just like the Catholic Church has done, is that put orderliness in place. Those who will be for you will be for you. Those who will not be for you will not be for you. But give it time. Anywhere there is order, the thing will become big and great. It's a matter of time. You watch. Some of you will celebrate one million naira in your account before December because of orderliness. You see, those who know me, they call me Baba Jabu. You can call me Baba Jabu, call me Mama Jabu, call me my boy Jabu, call me Oga Jabu. But when I enter, recently I was in a restaurant. Most people, when they buy things in a restaurant, they don't check their receipts. You see, when I get my receipt from the restaurant, whether you call it fast food or slow food or medium food, whatever food you call it, food now food, I will check my receipt. And I took my receipt. The lady was just laughing with me, gibberish there. I just said, you don't know me. You know, I checked my receipt. And do you know something? She added extra 200 naira for a plate that I did not buy. And, and I, I, I walk back, and, and two, it has happened two times. 
Most of you that go to supermarket, you just trust them. Sometimes they post money there, but you don't know. You just carry the thing and tear and walk away. I check. Call me Jebu for all you can. It is the Jebu that has made me be my own ass and, and not a tenant anymore. The Jebu produces good results. More than the Jebu Gary itself. Is somebody with me today? Two times it has happened. When was the last time you checked your receipts? When was the last time you checked your receipts? You don't check it because you feel you are rich. And they will look at me. Oh, guy, it's just 200 naira. I said, I have learned to count my pennies. 200 naira has bought a car for me. Because I don't joke with my 200 naira. But you, you are rich enough. That's why you are where you are. And that's where I am, where I am. Because I, we, the value we place for money differs. Praise God. Three major factors that produces independent spirit. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 14. Ezekiel 28 verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have said this so. Thou was upon the holy mountain. He's talking about the devil right now, Lucifer, when he was in heaven. He said he was an anointed cherub. The devil was not always bad. He was an anointed cherub that covereth. I have said this so. Thou was upon the holy mountain, not a sinful mountain, but a holy mountain. So the devil was a good guy. You see, thou walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Bible said that our God is a consuming fire. So the devil was walking up and down in the presence of God. He was a good guy. But look at what the Bible says. Verse 15. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the days that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. What was it that produced sin in the life of the devil? Verse 17 then says it to us. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. The thing that made the devil fall, there were three of them. But the number one was that he was, he, he was more conscious of his beauty. What is beauty? Beauty is defined as any very attractive future. Anything, any attractive future. We know we say something is beautiful, in other words, when the, there's a particular, that is what, we, the word beauty is what we attribute to whatever future that makes that person or that thing appeal to our mind or our senses. So when we say, oh, the cloth is beautiful, that means there's something about the cloth that made it special. The Bible said that the, the, there was a special future the devil had that made him fool of himself. You see, every man, every woman is beautiful, but don't let your beauty enter your head. You see, there are things in life people will begin to praise you for. There are things in life people will begin to clap for you for. There are things that you are doing that makes people always you know, gravitate towards you. That is your beauty never forget that God gave it to you you did not give it to yourself there is nothing you have that God has not given to you the money you have the car you have even the complexion some of you never chose the complexion you have so all the people always say fine girl fine girl fine boy fine boy fine girl fine boy and you yourself now you think I'm sunshine boy boy and you know you look down on those who are not as beautiful as you you will soon lose it because you see whatever God has given to you is for the glory of his name Lucifer fell because of his attractive future. Your beauty can be your trap if you don't manage it well. Today, so many people don't last in ministry. They don't last in church. They don't last in marriage. They don't last in what they are doing because they always feel, if I walk away, I will get another man. If I move away from you, I'm, I'm, I'm still in town. People are, boys are looking for me. Do you know why most girls don't get married on time? Because when, uh, most beautiful girls are not the ones that get married. Because you see, when you are beautiful, when you break one, there are three guys waiting to marry you already. But you see, the truth of the matter is that there is only one man that God can give, has given to you, not two. The bone of your bone can only be one. 
But the moment your beauty enters your head, you will make your husband your boyfriend. And when you make your husband your boyfriend, there's a time boyfriend are temporary, your husband are for life. Most girls don't know who the husband is. But faithfulness, following this principle, will save you. They say you are beautiful. Thank you. They say God is using you. We say all glory be to God. People begin to say, I appreciate you for what you are doing. You know, return all the glory to who? To God. I will not have been holding this mic today. I shared in the first service the story of my life when I became a, um, a Christian. You see, the church I was attending, out of my three friends, I was the richest at that time. I was the richest. I had the first car. I got married. And that church, I was one of the rich guys in that church because, you see, our computer just came out and I was making a lot of money from the computer. I remember in that church, maybe we had about 200 chairs. I bought 150 of the chairs of, for that church. I bought a keyboard for that church. I bought a saxophone for that church. And I think also a drummer, a drum for the church. Uh, 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 the church was paying for a building. As This is about 18 years ago. The church was paying for a building. I told the church not to worry. I will pay for that building. I I paid 150000 for the warehouse that the church wanted to use for the branch. So, which pastor will not like such a boy or such a young guy? I was younger than this in this church. You see, I was, and I became beautiful in that church. You see, I was, I was being celebrated in that church. You see, in any committee they want to call, I, I'm always the youngest in the committee. And I, because I, I always give, I give, I give, I give. They will want guest minister to come from outside of Nigeria. I must give. But at the point... You see, I began to see myself and not that the fact that God has placed these resources in my hand to be a blessing. You know something? When that happens, what happens is that when things go out of hand, people now want to use their gift as a weapon. That's why women use sex as a weapon. They use their, 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 their cooking as a weapon. Even men too use their power as a weapon. It's not for beating. Your sex is not, your, you say, is, I don't know. In a man, in life sex too much. Every time. It's a blessing you have somebody that life sex too much in your marriage. It's, it's not wrong. Why do you think you marry? You marry to be looking at ceiling? In life sex too much. What, what else should you really like? You should like the house? You should like the furniture? That's the most important thing for a man. What do you mean? Eh, I am tired. Well, you should not have been married if you know you are tired. <laughs> Women don't like this one anymore. <laughs> Let, today is modern day. Let me keep quiet. Let me keep quiet. Back to my story very quickly. You see, but one day, the church announced. I was a worship leader in that church. You see, when I sing, honestly speaking, I'm not lying. People fall under an anointing. They cry. You know, I was so gifted. I rap like no man's business. Even to today, I can still rap. So about so it, when the church entered into the year, they said we are going for a camp in Ocean State, and uh, they mentioned the day to us, and they said that every worker must be at that camp. Everybody must be at that camp. It's compulsory you must be there, and um, they gave us the date and no lateness. I know I had a golf car, so it means that my friend will want to go with me. I just got married. My wife was newly pregnant. You understand? I just impregnated her to show that I'm a very good man. Understand? Now. On the day of the camp, you see, I'm not used to following rules. I was beginning to see my beauty. Now, on the day of the camp, I called my pastor around 9. We were to move by 10. And I said, yeah, Reverend, you know something? Uh, there's a customer of a truth. There was a customer of a truth. I was not lying. But there was, there's a customer in the office now. I just needed to attend. But I, I think you people should go. I will come. And the man said, John, if you don't follow us now, don't bother coming. Because you see, they've seen that trend with me. 
they've seen that trend with me. Because now, I, because of what God is using me to do in that church, I was unconsciously, what you begin, your gift or your beauty just begin to control your attitude. Unconsciously, your beauty begins to control your attitude. You just find yourself misbehaving. But unconsciously, it's your gift that is controlling you. Your beauty begins to control your attitude. All right. So I told them, he said, don't come. I thought, mm, not me. I go find my way. So the church left. I went to Ikeja then those days. I finished. When I finished, it was around two. All right. I went home. I went to my wife was waiting for me at the house. All right. Instead of just even being a hurry, I still sat home. I ate. After finishing eating, I watched. But I just, you know, diligently. Then we moved by six o'clock. She been at me. Rich guy in the church. We moved by six o'clock. We got to Oshun State around nine o'clock. We, I entered the place where they were having that camp around after nine. But they were all outside praying. And uh, by the time I entered the place, all right, the pastor spotted my car as I parked and he spotted, and he sent another pastor to me that John should not, is not permitted to be here. I've told him not to come. I know quite right they told me not to come, but I felt I can have my way because of what I have done for the church. You see, the moment you think that what you are doing is for man, you have missed your reward. Even if God is, you are the richest person in your family, the, the most beautiful, the shine, shine, bobo in your family, take responsibility. Everything, if you think you are doing it for your family, you have made a mistake. Whatever God has given you the capacity to do, if you want it to last, always ascribe the glory to God. Always. If you have people, always give it to God. Always. So, the pastor came in, John, hey, Fumia, why are you and everything? He said, Reverend said you should go back to Lagos. We will not allow you to come. They said, ah, 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 ah. It's too harsh now. Please now. So we stayed and stayed. After, after 10, I was still there. He sent another message. Please leave this premises now. You know what that pastor was doing? As a pastor now, I realized what he was doing. He was actually telling me that he's not putting his trust in me. He's putting his trust in God. You see, even those of who you are married, there's a problem if all your trust is in that man. If all your trust is in that woman. No matter how good somebody is helping you, don't see that man, keep seeing God. Because you, the moment you keep seeing that man that is helping you, God, after some time, God will stop the supply. And men will now be powerful enough to take the glory. They will say, without you, you without us, you will not have gotten to where you have gotten to. Do you know why? Because they could see that you have put your trust in them and no longer in God. They will take the glory. I have people I can run to today for money. But I don't go to them because God has not sent me to go to them. Because if of a truth they help me right now, tomorrow they will take the glory. And God does not like any man to share in his glory. So before you open your mouth next time to go and ask somebody for money, pray about it. Because you don't know how far God wants to take you. And sometimes what you do then can now be a form of entrance today. I didn't know I would, be, I would be having a lot of this thing on Facebook. I remember when I was having a, a course with Lagos State University some years ago. Somebody walked up to me and showed me how to buy certificate without going to class. And I was going to buy my certificate and earn political degree, political degree, which was going to help me cross over to law, later on 200 level in law, by doing that. And I said to myself, I don't know how far God is going to take me, but I'm going to reject this certificate. I told my wife, we were going to buy gowns. We were going to do the, 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 go to join them for the graduation and everything like that. But I rejected it. We were, I was supposed, I, I rejected it. I, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Because you see, don't make a mistake of thinking that your life will always be at this level. You, this is not your end. You are greater than this. There is something great about your life. 
So don't sell your tomorrow for the pleasure of today. Because a lot of people today regret the decision of yesterday. But it's too late. Because they never knew how far God will take them. As I walked out of that place that night. We, those days there were no ATM machine. Banks had closed. We had about 2,000 naira with us. We were, I could have afforded a better hotel, but there was no money with me. And, and the hotel cannot be there for you on credit. So we had to look for a 2,000 naira hotel that can accommodate us. I can't even remember the exact amount. But I remember that the hotel was so bad that the mattress was on the floor. All right. The bed sheet had some blood on it. And uh, there were rats and cockroaches moving in that room. And I was so angry. Man! Do you know the kind of anger that I'm talking about? Even till now, look at the way my eyes is. You see, I was so angry as I, the, the sound of the rat and cockroaches in the room. They don't even give us water. They had to bring a bucket for us. It's like, well, I'm telling you, it was for all those who are doing one chance. It was not for normal human beings. The next morning when I woke up from that place, I said to myself, I'm leaving this church right now. I'm walking away right now. Why would they not allow me to enter with all that I have done? But thank God for godly people in my life. You see, in such, every one of you, you need godly voices in your life. You see, all those who just praises you are your enemy. You need people who will tell you, the, who will look your eyeball to eyeball and open the Bible for you and tell you what the Bible says, even though you don't feel good with it. I went to go and meet one of the senior men of God, who, uh, a, a senior friend who is now a man of God, and I told him everything and how I plan to live. And he asked me a genuine question. He said, do you know about the camp? I said, yes. So that customer that you are going to meet, couldn't you uh, sacrifice that customer for the love of God? What you Bible said that you cannot serve God and money. What happened right now is that you were serving money. You don't want to lose that money and you don't want to lose the honor of God. You were wrong. You should not have done that. You, because they, you've planned ahead right now. Is, and he told me that to serve God will require sacrifice. Not everything will have to be the way you want it to be. But you see, when you, are, when you are in a church, when you are in an organization, when you are in a marriage, you cannot live for yourself anymore. A woman who wants to still live as though she was single in marriage can never enjoy that marriage. Because, you see, marriage requires another type of attitude. A man who wants to keep all the girls after he's married, who, who would not want to remove some numbers, bash some numbers, who wants to still flock with the girl, even the one she has, he has broken up with, he still keeps them as friend, as friend, cannot enjoy his marriage. Marriage requires commitment and a change of attitude. You cannot keep all your girlfriends of yesterday and want to keep your marriage of today. You cannot keep all your boyfriend of yesterday and want to keep your marriage of today. You cannot keep pleasing your friend and keep pleasing your at the same time. Marriage requires that you have a lifestyle change if you want to make it work. The same thing with the ministry. Yeah, God for Jesus. The same thing with the things of God. And the man told me, so you, you, are, you, you are there. Being, serving God means there, there must be a lifestyle change. It should not always be pleasing to you. Say, so go back and
In Jesus' name we have prayed. All eyes by all eyes closed. I want to pray for you. Maybe you are joining online. Wherever you are today, I want to just pray for you. I want to pray for you. I see some people want to repent right now. Maybe there's an, you know, the word of God is like sun. It, it, it means different things to different people. I believe God has sent his own word for you. In this one sermon, everybody might have gotten whatever. I know everybody has gotten one or two messages from God. But right now, maybe the one you heard, you felt guilty. And you want to say, I'm going to repent. Do you know what that means? You are bowing your heart before the authority of God's word. God's word has come to you and you're saying, you are, I'm wrong. God is right. And I'm going to do what the word of God says. I believe there are people listening or watching me physically or online right now who need to bow their heart to the authority of God's word. To acknowledge that I am wrong. God is always right. And I thank you, God, for revealing my mistakes to me. Maybe your beauty has entered your heart. Maybe you, you, nobody can control you anymore. Maybe you, you feel whatever it is, you can make a decision to say, God, I am wrong. You are right. Today, wherever you are, you want to accept Jesus into your life. Or you want to repent by rededicating your life to Christ. Just place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. It doesn't matter what you have done or who you are. God is not sending you away. He's not rejecting you. He's going to make all things new by his blood. Place your right hand on your chest as I pray with you right now. Say with me, dear Heavenly Father, I bow my heart. I bow my life under the authority of your word. I acknowledge that I am wrong, that you are right. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to repent, to be born again. Today, Heavenly Father, I surrender my heart to you. Please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Dear Lord Jesus, I am yours. Step into my life. Take over my life in the name of Jesus. Now say with me, I rededicate my life today. I rededicate my life today to follow your word, to obey the word of God, to live the way God wants me to live. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For what you have done for me. In Jesus name. Amen. Heavenly Father I lift up this once into your hands. Lord your people, your words say. If my people are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. Everyone who have acknowledged their frailty. And their mistakes right now. Anyone who has said Lord. Ah, this, is, I, this is where I have gone wrong. And they have come to make things right. Father I ask in the name of Jesus. That indeed. Let there be mercy oh God. Show us your mercy. By the blood of Jesus, we washed away every sin, oh God. And we receive grace to walk according to your word. We receive grace to walk in newness of life. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have done for us today. We return all the glory back to you. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Shout a louder amen, somebody. Now I pray for you all today that have heard this word or listened to this word, and all that will hear this word later, that may you live in accordance to the word of God. Every spirit of independent spirit that wants you to become a disloyal person, that wants to make you into an unfaithful person, today you are rising above it in the name of Jesus. That which has made you full of yourself, you are rising above it in the name of Jesus. Your marriage will work. Your career will work. Your calling will work. 
your ministerial assignment will work. In the church that God has placed you in, you are going to excel there. In your career point, you are going to excel there. May you rise up to become a faithful person in life. In the name of Jesus. And through you, may men bring glory to God. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, have you been blessed this morning? Then put those hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. You may please have your seat. What a wonderful time we've had in the presence of the Lord. Glory be to God. Amen. All right, before we close, it's time to give. We are children of God. We support the work of God. Like I said, every child of God should demonstrate faithfulness in the place of tithing. All right? Um, and you should even 